Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul fast again this morning. Father, my soul thirst to know you as I am known. My soul thirst to know you better and better this morning. And so, Father, I say thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for bringing me into a brand new day. Thank you for your mercies that are new this morning. Scripture says that your faithfulness is great. This is the day that you have made. You have filled it with blessings for us. You have filled it with love for us. You have filled it with goodness for us. And so, Lord, we are grateful this morning. We declare this morning, thank you. We declare this morning, be magnified, O Lord. Be glorified, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. My one prayer this morning as we worship you this morning is that let everyone who seeks you, everyone whose heart cries out for you, Lord, let them find you. Yes, Lord, fill the thirst in every heart in the mighty name of Jesus because you are the one who is our shepherd, Jehovah Roy, the one who cares for us. Father, fill every heart that longs for you in the name of Jesus. As we spend time again this morning reading the Bible and trying to understand your word, Lord, speak to us once again. Um, Grant us wisdom and understanding and cause your name to be glorified this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. A big thank you once again to everyone. Spend time, you read your Bible every day, learning to apply the Word of God. You see, that part, the application part, is very crucial. Applying the Word of God. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, the Bible says that it is not the hearers of the word that are blessed, but the doers, those who practice and apply the word of God. Uh, as you have chosen to read and apply the word of God, I pray you will be blessed in every area of your life. In Jesus' name. So whatever platform that you're joining me from, if you join me straight on, on Spotify, on, on Anchor, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, thank you. Um, maybe you get this on WhatsApp. God bless you. Continue to read your Bible every day, and I know that you will grow. This morning uh, we will conclude Second Peter. Yesterday we read we read chapter one, and so today we will be taking chapters two and three. Um, so by tomorrow we we'll start a new book, First John. Uh, in chapter two, Peter talks about the danger of false prophets the danger of false teachers and i would i think i explained in the in the introduction some of the kind of false teaching that were going around many of them were coming from paul's teaching from those who misunderstood the message of grace okay so peter is going to connect the danger of false peter in chapter 2 to the lord coming back again 
Okay, and remember that Jesus said that in the end times, you know, a false messiahs will, will arise. Okay, so um, very important that you are not deceived. If there were false teachers, false prophets in Israel, there were false teachers, false prophets in this time, surely in our times. And there are many of them around, many of them around who would put, would they put yokes on people's necks. Um, they they cause people to to follow their 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 cravings and and leave them you know uh, totally slaves slaves to the devil. I'm telling you, they are they are present in our midst today, and so you have to be discerning. You have to know how to hear God for yourself and follow God for yourself, and God will bless you. We will learn something this morning. Please get your Bible, Second Peter, chapter two and three. The danger of false of false teachers but there were also there were also says there were also false teachers false prophets in israel just as there will be false teachers among you okay he's telling them certainty there will be and i can tell you with every certainty that there are today okay he says they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them hmm they teach destructive heresy and eventually they deny Jesus. For many of them, when they start out, um, it wasn't to deny God. It was to satisfy their stomach. It was to make ends meet. But eventually their stomach and money uh, would take the place of God. It says they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, uh, they will bring sudden destruction. They will bring sudden destruction on on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. Did you hear that? Many will follow. There's nothing you are going to do. If Peter says that it is going to happen with every certainty, it tells you it will happen. However, we try to teach, however, we, we put the, our ours is to put the message out there. Ours is to be examples that others can see. Oh, this is the direction in which these people are going. Maybe I should follow them. Yes, that's our own duty. But that many will not follow their evil teaching, you are, um, I can tell you why. Because their messages, you know, tell people exactly what they want to hear. That made their messages, you know, caress their egos, tell them, give them things that will cause their ears to be itching, make them excited. And I'm telling you, many will follow their evil teachings and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, it says the way of truth will be slandered. When it says the way of truth will be slandered, it means Christ will be slandered. The church will be slandered. Is it happening today? Yes. It's happening today. Those who are greedy um, in the church are those who, who preach the word of God with condemnation such that they can keep you down you know, in the Old Testament, continuing to follow the Old Testament principle. Why they, they rake in money and <laughs> blessings just like the Levites did in the, in the Old Testament. You know, they will continue. It says, and because of them, the way of truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies. Did you hear that? In their greed, they will make up 
clever lies to get hold of your money. It's all about the money. Someone said, follow the money. You follow the money, you will know what is really going on. See, but God condemned them long ago and their destruction, their destruction will not be delayed. Hmm? God condemned them long ago and their destruction will not be delayed. For God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell, hmm? in gloomy pits of darkness, where they have been held unto the day of judgment. So there are angels being held, bound, okay, um, in, in, in a pit somewhere, okay, that are being held uh, until the day of judgment. Of course, there are many that are at loose in our world. Jesus encountered demons many times. There are demons who introduce themselves by their names. Some of the, one of these angels that is bound here uh, in the book of Revelation will be loosed upon the world, okay? But it says that, look, if God did not spare even the angels who sinned, he will not spare these people. It says, and God did not spare the ancient world except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah won the word of God's righteous judgment. So God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with a vast flood. In other words, be a Noah yourself. How did Noah escape the flood? Ah, he built an ark. What is our own ark? Christ. Hallelujah. He says let, later, verse 6, God condemned the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned them into heaps of ashes. You know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah when God rained fire and brimstone and destroyed both cities because of their, their ungodly living. Um, he says uh, later God condemned the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned them into heaps of ashes. He made them an example of what will happen to ungodly people. Some people say that the sins in our world, in fact, they are greater than what, what is going on, now, what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. But the reason why God did that was to make them an example. It was to be a warning for people everywhere not to live like that. But people have continued to sin. Say, but God also rescued Lot. You see that? God rescued Noah. God rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. I know that many of us will not call Lot a righteous person. <laughs> Go and read the story. Uh, your righteousness comes from Christ. It does not come from you. You are so pious and you are so good and there is no sin in your life. No, it does not come from there. It comes from Christ. Your qualification comes from Christ. It was Christ. You will not, you, you will not qualify Lot, but Christ qualified him as righteous. Yes. It says, yes, Lot was a righteous man. Did you hear that? As if the Bible was ready to answer you. Yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and had day after day. So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people. Yes, so he knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. God knows how to give long group. Uh -huh. For those 
who don't understand our local palace. It means that God will, will give people a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. And if that's what we call long rope, okay? Just giving them an opportunity to, to make a change. He knows how, how to rescue godly people. He also knows how to reserve the wickedness, the wicked for the you know for the day of punishment and the day of, of final judgment. Verse 10, verse 10 is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desires and who despise authority. It says these people are proud and arrogant, daring even to scoff at supernatural beings without sort with without so much as trembling. But angels who are far greater in power and strength do not dare to bring uh, bring from the Lord a charge of blasphemy against those supernatural beings. In other words, when even angels encounter, when he says supernatural beings, it means other other angels, other demons, you know, maybe archangels. He said they don't bring an accusation against them. What do they do? They, they don't contend with them because those beings are mighty themselves. It says instead they just resist them in the name of the Lord. It says this first teachers, verse 12, are like unthinking animals, creatures of instinct born to be caught and destroyed. They scoff at things they do not understand, and like animals, they will be destroyed. Their destruction is their reward for the harm they have done. And many false teachers are doing a lot of harm to the church. It is their destruction, eh? Is their reward for the harm that they've done. They love to indulge in evil pleasures in broad daylight. They are a disgrace and a stain among you. They delight in deception even as they eat uh, with you in your, in your fellowship meals. They commit adultery with their eyes and their desire for sin is never satisfied. They lure unstable people into sin and they are well trained in greed. Hmm. Since they live under God's cause, they have wandered off the, the right road. They were once on the right road though. <laughs> they have wandered off the right road and followed the footstep of Balaam, son of Beor. Remember Balaam, eh? Yes. Whom Balak brought to curse, to curse the, the people of Israel. And every time he tried to curse them, he was blessing them. He was blessing them until he left Balak. Um, if you check the story, really, you won't see. He was not able to curse the nation because he said that he could not curse the one whom the Lord has blessed. But you see, he says we should not follow his footstep because eventually the greed uh, of of getting what the king of what King Balak promised him made Balak tell let made Balaam tell Balak how to eventually penetrate the children of Israel. Don't send them women. Send them women who will lure their men into sexual immorality. And as soon as they become, you know, enmeshed in sexual immorality, God will God will pull back from them. And when that happens, then you can strike them. Ah. He says, they have wandered off the right road and followed the footstep of Balaam, son of Beor, because of what he will eat. He says, who love to earn money by doing wrong? But Balaam was stopped from his mad course when his donkey rebuked him with a human voice. He says, these people are as useless as dried up spring 
or as mist blown away by the wind. They are doomed to blackest darkness. They brag about themselves with empty foolish boasting, with an appeal to twist to twisted sexual desires. They lure back into sin those who have barely escaped from a lifestyle of deception. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption. Look at their lives. Usually you will be able to tell they are slaves themselves. Since for you are a slave to whatever controls you. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world, and when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus, Jesus Christ, and they get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, uh, they are worse off than before. How sadly. Since 21, it would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. Peter is not talking about those who just fall into sin. No, that's not what Peter is talking about. Peter is talking about those who choose to pervert the way of righteousness and turn it into an opportunity to make business, to make money for themselves. Just like, like Balaam, you saw the examples he was using. Just like the, the angels who fell away, the demons, okay, who were worshipping in heaven. And so, be, and because of, of the enticements that Lucifer had given them, chose to rebel against God. He says, such people, eh? it, is, it, is so, it is almost impossible to restore them. Hmm. He warned that it would be better if they had never known the way of righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They proved the truth of this proverb. A dog returns to its, to its vomit. And another says, a washed pig returns to the mud. <laughs> yes, they are behaving like you know a dog. A dog will usually sometimes will eat up its own vomit. I don't know how it can still be delicious, but it's because it's a dog. A pig, you know, returns to the mud. It's because it is a pig. In other words, their nature is still there. Their nature is still struggling with them. They have allowed the flesh to overcome the new nature in them. Ah, God will help us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, let's go on to I'll go on to our final chapter, chapter 3 this morning. Hallelujah. Chapter 3, the day of the Lord is coming. He says, this is my second letter to you. So we know that he wrote a first letter. Uh, yes, which we read already. This is my second letter to you, dear friends. And in both of them, I have tried to stimulate your awesome thinking and refresh your memory. The script, the, the gospel always stimulates awesome thinking. Yes. And refreshes our memory. Uh, the, the Bible wants you to think. Okay, it does not want you to be a robot. God does not want you to be a robot. Someone said that ah, he does not even understand. Why didn't God just make us robots? Eh? So that he just gives a command that we will follow. No, God does not want humans to be robots. We have a free will. We have a a, a choice to choose what we want. And so. Any time you read the Bible, or if anyone preaches the word of God to you, it should stimulate awesome thinking. It should get you thinking for yourself. But if you are in a place where you just have to obey whatever he said, without you thinking, without you even contributing any part, something is wrong. Peter says, I want to... Peter the Apostle who worked with Jesus says, I have tried to stimulate your, your awesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember 
that the holy prophets said long ago. Uh, remember, I want you to remember what the holy prophets said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Remember it, okay? So, you can, if you want to know what they said, go and check what the prophet said in the Old Testament and see them in the light of, of, of Christ. And that's why we don't throw away the Old Testament. Uh, it has so much to teach us. Read the book of Psalms, the book of Isaiah, so much to all of the prophets prophesied about the Messiah coming. Three says, most importantly, I want to remind you, eh? remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires did you see that scoffers will come there are plenty around now right now right now scoffers will come yeah scoffers eh? those who does they just talk anyhow as if they will not give account scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires uh, today you know the way people talk about about you know it's as if everyone else as a narrative everyone else has rights you know but for the church but for christians and so it is compulsory you know that for, for an lgbt for example why should someone in the lgbt community not be able to come into church so free let them come but you if you say, if i say you should come to church you will say i'm violating your right whereas if you say i should do this for you and i said no um, you will say i'm violating your rights why is the first one not true and the second one true? No, if they, we both have our own rights then. Uh, but instead, you know, uh, scoffers, it tells us when things like this are coming, the last days are near, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promises that Jesus is coming again? <laughs> People have been saying that Jesus will come again, will come again, Jesus will come again. Where will this Jesus even come? Yes, they will be scoffing. Since from before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. That's what they will say. Since when? How many years ago? Several thousands of years ago. Jesus has not come. I beg you people, go and keep your Jesus. That's, they will be scoffing. Verse 5, he says, They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago, by the word of his command and he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood that's god <laughs> the same thing is going to happen in our time there will be a, there will be an ark it will be christ um it will be the rapture that will take those before before just like in you know in last time it was water in our own time it will be fire fire and brimstone that will punish people okay it says it brought the earth out from the from the verse 6 it says then he used the water to destroy the ancient world uh, with a mighty flood and by the same word uh, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire they are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed mm -hmm. It say, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. Huh. That's how God sees things. Eh? To God, a day, God can stretch it out to be a thousand years. And at the same time, in God's eyes, a thousand years is like a day to him. 
And so when we are looking at it, a thousand years, it's almost a few seconds to God. God can wait. That's what I'm telling you. God is not impatient. Uh, you are thinking that it's been so long. It's, it seems like a few seconds to him. A thousand years to the Lord. <laughs> uh, it's just like a day. Since the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. As some people think, no, he's being patient for your sake. It's like a few seconds to him. And he's hoping that the whole world. And he's saying, I've given you free will. Choose. You can choose. You have it in yourself to choose Christ. Yes, the Lord isn't slow, being slow about his promises as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God wants everyone, the whole world, to repent. Since but the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Yes, just the same way a thief comes, a thief comes unannounced. The day of the Lord will come unannounced. It says, then the heavens will the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very element themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Okay? So we'll read about this when we get to the book of Revelations. It says, since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live. Okay? You know the day of judgment is coming. Choose Christ. He is looking forward to the day of the Lord and ordering it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. There will be an ark for us. It will be the, we call this the day of rapture and that will take us out of this place before all of this judgment that Peter is talking about comes to pass. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth he has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living, living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless, blameless in his sight. While you are open and looking and waiting on God, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives. He says, and remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Yeah? Some of us will be wondering, why does God not just even take away some people? God's uh, patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him. Hmm? Speaking of these things in all of his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand. And those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different just as they do with other parts of scriptures. <laughs> and this will result in their destruction. So we know that the first teachings and the heresies that, Paul, that Peter is talking about is, comes from Paul's teachings. They are, they are, those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters. But even Peter says that, look, they are hard to understand though. Uh-huh. But of course, if you listened to Paul, you will understand it. The message of grace is really simple. It is not by your own power. God fights his battles and achieves everything by his own self. Okay? So, very importantly this morning, okay, they twist the scripture. We can twist the scripture. We have to follow Christ, okay? I followed Christ with all of our hearts so that we do not take part 
of this in this destruction and god will help us in jesus name all right let's read peter's final words he says you already know these things dear friends so be on guard then you will not be carried away by the error of this wicked the with this wicked people and lose your own secure footing eh? guard guard yourself guard your heart guard your heart from the heresies that are going around our time guard your heart from from the inflamed discussions that are going right now people it seems that people can't even tell the lie you know from the truth people can't tell black from white people have just mixed up everything together so that when they see the lie they call it the truth when they see the truth they start fighting it that's what i have re- i've come to realize it says look be on guard be on guard and god will help us it is rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ you must grow that's the only way to guard yourself eh? paul says it in ephesians it says so that we would not we, god gave us you know prophets and evangelists and pastors to help us you know to prepare us for the work of ministries when that happens it says we will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that is because we will grow eh? as you grow you are able to guard your heart yourself rather you must grow i say to someone this morning grow in the lord eh? make every effort to see that your faith in the lord is growing that you are growing in grace every day make every every effort let's read the final verse rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ all glory to him both now and forever amen all right so these are the final words of peter for after this time peter is killed is crucified upside down hallelujah all right so peter has some strong message for us this morning um we are in the end times and false teachings are going they are flying around i can promise you they're flying around everywhere uh, what's our responsibility our responsibility is to remember that we are in the end times okay um it was planned false teachers will be will be real right here with us okay so we must be able to escape their false teachings we must be able to guard ourselves okay and this will happen when we grow in the lord so this morning i want you to pray lord help me to grow help me to grow in you help me to grow in my faith in the name of jesus he says you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of god lord help me to grow in grace this morning help me to grow in my faith help me to grow in knowledge to know you better and better in the name of jesus you said those who know their god will be strong help me to be strong lord in the mighty name of jesus i pray for everyone listening in this morning lord they will not stumble they will not fall by the wayside in the mighty name of jesus we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day